Welcome to Atlantic Age, a series of podcasts that explore the people and places of Darnest, Scotland's most northwesterly community. I'm Stuart Ross. I've been the bus driver at Cape Wrath for uh, this is season six now. So I've been here for a wee while. My main job throughout the summer months is uh, transporting people up here to the most northwesterly point in the British uh, mainland. Uh, which is Cape Wrath. Getting to Cape Wrath can be a challenge. You've got to cross the Kyle of Durness, uh, which is approximately a mile wide, uh, via ferry. Then that's where you meet the, the friendly bus driver to take you all the way up to the lighthouse. Well, we're on the slipway to the Cape Wrath ferry and we're looking across the, the inlet with a channel of water over to the side to where the uh, minibuses are. Beautiful mountains in the distance. The weather is just perfect today, isn't it? Absolutely perfect. And this view from the, from the quay here is just amazing. We go to the end of everywhere, we've been, don't we? We've been on the grouch, we've been Land's End. Done it hard, yeah, we've been up there. Right here, then, folks. First four of the year. I'm John Morrison. Doing the ferry here since 1984, uh, which is quite a long while ago. I was a lot busier then with sort of local things. Like the shepherds stayed over there with their families, that which no longer now. The Northern Lighters board, before it was automated and that, I was doing their mail, sometimes the foodstuffs if they ran out, and sometimes a changeover for the keepers. And I used to look around the boat when I started, very often I was the youngest, now I look around the boat and very often I'm the oldest. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I enjoy it, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. The best parts in driving in Cape Wrath is meeting different people from all around the world and seeing the reaction to the beautiful scenery. Right, let's get on our way to the lighthouse. It's going to take one hour. Yeah, it'll be the longest 11 miles you've ever been on, sir. Once we reach the lighthouse... What was that? Ice cream's on the way, do we? Yeah, well, we'll scream out for the ice cream lady. At some time we will get the bus into second gear. There we go. Oh, that, that deserves a round of applause, I think. Yeah. You've got the wildlife here. You've got plenty of bird life off the cliffs, including puffins at the right time of year. And you've got red deer, grouse, the golden eagle, uh, which is quite rare. And there's a few snakes on Cape Wrath as well. The adder, the only poisonous snake in Britain. A majority of the Cape Wrath was grazing. There is still grazing on Cape Wrath, but just a small part of the land. Most of the ground belongs to the Ministry of Defence now. We are about to drive through a military range. It's the only military range in Western Europe mainland where they can use £1,000 live bombs. Now, these are called vedette huts, and... There would be a guard situated here if there was a live exercise in progress. OK, we've eventually reached the lighthouse. We get up about approximately an hour here to look at the sights and look at the wildlife, get a 
cup of tea or coffee from the Cape Wrath uh, Ozone Cafe. Yeah, John Ewer, I run the Ozone Cafe at Cape Wrath. We joined Historic Scotland Buildings at Risk, which is a charity that looks for listed buildings in trouble. Highland Regional Council compulsory purchased this building off of the um, Lighthouse Board and we entered into a lease for £25 for 25 years and it's on a renovation lease so we're doing the work on it. We lost the whole roof on a near hurricane force winds that came in in 2007 thereabouts and tore all the felt off the roof so we had to replace all that and then it was a major job stripping out the old interiors and getting it fit for health and hygiene standards. Whatever comes over the counter for the, the proceeds of the cafe, it goes back into the renovation of the building. That's the way it operates. The walkers are good fun. They've done the Cape Rath Trail 220 miles from Fort William or the National Trail 470 miles. So they're glad to get a cup of tea and actually finish their walk. I'm Pam and this is my daughter Beth. We got here by walking, first of all doing the West Highland Way and then following the Cape Roth Trail. The Cape Roth Trail is a long-distance path, but it's not waymarked, um, and it connects a series of mainly kind of estate tracks, forestry tracks, and some completely pathless sections uh, going from Fort William to Cape Roth. Most of the time, we haven't known, without looking at my watch, what day it is. It's made you focus on the here and now and putting one foot in front of the other. It's such a beautiful place that, yeah, I just wanted a place to get away from it all, I guess, and get out into the wilderness for a while. It's just so vast. Um, I don't know what the words are, to be honest. It's just wilderness, basically. It's just isolation. I cycled the metal track and spent the night in the bothy. I think it's called Kevig Bothy, with its own little uh, beach. It's fantastic, great weather for it as well. The sun didn't go down until about half nine. It didn't get dark till about ten. So I had a good dip, uh, another swim in the morning to really wake myself up. Cape Wrath is the end of the road, and it's such a beautiful day. The sun's hot and toasty warm, and it seemed like the perfect place to go to. To visit Cape Wrath, you can go online to www.visitcaperath.com. That's visit C-A-P-E-W-R-A-T-H.com. Atlantic Age is produced by Will Sadler and commissioned by Ronnie Lansley of Darnus Local Studies Group. <laughs>